0: distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain and now DistroKid has an app the DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android you can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores hey we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor Isotope. Makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F R E T 1 0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. Hi, Ed, it's me, John Kiltica.
1: Hey, John, it's the High Game Podcast. Yes, it is. Very potty. Where are we recording from, John? Beautiful. West Seattle, Washington. It's all right right now. We're heading into
0: 2024. Kind of in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure.
1: Early days, whatever. What do we talk about here at the High Gain, John? Guitars. And? Basses. Yes. Do we talk about them both at the same time? No, that would be weird. Why would you do that? I don't know. Are we in Boris? We should be. Yeah. You know about those guys? Yeah. They play weirdy bass
0: guitar things. The double neck guitar is a first act, I think. (laughs) That's a sweet rig. Strange. Uh, We've got a whole bunch of new and exciting pedals here. Oh, should we talk about pedals today too? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, guitars, basses, pedals. Yeah, you know why? Why? One of our favorite pedal manufacturers we always talk about, Recovery Effects. Uh huh. Greg Markell is here. Oh. From Recovery Effects. What's up, Greg? Hi, how are you? Good. How professional was that intro?
2: I'm always amazed at the intros and the editing of the High Game podcast. It must be the best edited podcast.
0: The word on the street. Thank you. You know what? Usually about three quarters of the way through, I think to myself, why do I edit this so much? (laughs) I'm just going to leave this. And then I'm like, no, it's been six years. I need to just suck it up and finish this. Stick with it. (laughs) Yeah. Do you do the editing
2: multi-track or do you bounce it down and then just do a two-track? Multi-track. Wow.
1: (laughs) It's so brutal.
0: Okay, let's see. I'm going to make sure I use recovery effects pedals only. Uh Uh-huh. Beverages, (gasps) yes.
1: (laughs) I have a feeling that song in the future is going to be awesome.
0: Oh, you mean in the future when I just redo it? (laughs) (laughs) I
1: have a feeling
0: it's going to sound sweet. Yeah, how'd you like how that sounded in the future, Greg?
1: I like that. What do you got over there, Greg? What are you drinking? How do you pronounce this? Chouffe. Chouffe. Ooh, chouffe. That sounds good. Chuff. (laughs) (laughs) C h o u f f e, and it's Belgian. So, all of our Belgian listeners can send us a pronunciation key, maybe? Yeah. Yes.
2: Belgian near beer.
1: Uh, non-alcoholic, yeah. We've all got one of these. Yeah, I was in the Whole Foods. Uh-huh. Big food. And it had a little gnome on it. Uh-huh. It's like a cute gnome beer.
2: Why do some beers do this where it's 11.2 ounces instead of 12 ounces?
1: Isn't that European for pound? Mm-hmm. You can't lock these guys into your standard American ways.
0: Your weights and measures mean nothing to the Belgians.
2: Yeah. Well, I brought the Tapachicos as well. Oh! Flavored ones? I've never tried the flavored Tapachicos. Have you? The grapefruit one is very good. Okay. I've also got a coffee. We didn't offer great
1: coffee. Oh (sighs) my God, we are the worst. What kind of guitar do you have, John?
0: Oh, (laughs) this is a Electro double Uh, neck guitar. Uh huh. It's the 3923. Okay. Modern man has come to call this Copper Burst. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's kind of like a yellowed white color with metallic copper around the edges. It was originally marketed as White Sunburst. Hmm. It probably was white back in the day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's got that
1: tape on it and it's a little dirty.
0: The tape binding. Yeah. Yeah. Our example is 1960. These came out in 1959.
1: Uh-huh. It seems dumb.
0: Well, what are you going to plug it into? Yeah, exactly.
2: I can see maybe a six-string, 12-string, I guess, yeah. like Jimmy Page played,
0: but... I don't know. With the advent of loopers, us modern people, should be sure. kind of fun. In
1: 1960, there are no loopers.
0: But maybe you have a couple people,
2: they both want to be the guitar player. Oh,
1: you have two people, they both have that.
2: Or maybe they have some sort of jazz trio...
1: Okay, you're slowly selling me. I can
2: get that argument. You guys are real big on how things look. How is that thing going to look on
0: stage when you're playing
2: guitar? It seems like it should be reversed,
0: bass on top. As soon as you're slinging this thing down in cool territory, you're not going to be able to reach one or the other of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I played just now yeah. was going through the new recovery effects Revere pedal. Uh-huh. And the moon struck. Reverb delay. I which love is... that Moonstruck. You know what, Ed? What? That has an actual spring in it. I love it. I know nobody likes it when anybody does this, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about these new pedals, Greg.
2: Well, the Moonstruck is a straight up spring reverb analog style delay. We have a pedal called the Endless Summer, too, and the Endless Summer is more of an overdrive spring reverb. This is a more traditional spring reverb analog delay sound, and it just does both of those things really well.
0: I like the fact that you've got both the delay and the reverb in there, but you've got a mix that's very effective.
2: Yeah, you can just use the analog delay, you can just use the reverb.
1: Was there a bunch of trial and error you had to do with the spring? I know in regular amps, they tend to be pretty big.
2: It took a while to kind of get this. We use the small blue Accutronics tanks that fit just perfectly. Spring reverb is pretty difficult because it's just inherently noisy. Sure, I think it does a good job of staying clean and giving a a nice big splash of reverb. There's no controls for tone on it. It's just reverb level. And then the delay is time feedback level. So it's just super easy to use. I love layering, texturing, reverbs and delays. I usually have a few on my board together all at once.
0: It is really full.
1: Yeah. Hit that phantom operator just because. Ed's favorite.
2: <laughs> Tell us about the Revere. So it's a distortion that it gets a more saturated kind of overdrive sound, but without the clipping diodes, so it doesn't get too harsh.
0: Where should I put it? Let's see. All the way up because yeah, I'm yeah. that guy.
1: <laughs> wow. wonder how bass would
0: sound with that thing. If only we had Conveniently. one. Conveniently. <laughs>
2: I'm a player that really likes to kind of mix the overdrive of my amp along with a drive or maybe even like a couple of drives. Oh. Uh, yes.
0: Yep. Let's try that. Here's the Revere. Back in front of it, we'll put that. The 1981. What is that? Oh, that's a sympathetic off the pace. Oh. <laughs>
2: Need a capo for that thing or something?
0: Yeah. Or a tube sock. damn. Yeah. The hum you may or may not be hearing is from these old 1950s lipstick pickups. <laughs> yeah, that thing is pretty noisy. Dan Electro, founded by our man Nat. You remember Nat Daniel? I do remember him. During the World War II. Yeah. He was an engineer for the Signal Corps.
1: Radio guy.
0: Yeah, and he invented a way to completely shield vehicles. Jeeps and such. Jeeps and such, so that their electronics would not interfere with radio communications.
1: Wow. A brain guy, that Nat Daniel.
0: Even this guitar has stickers on each neck that say, totally shielded. Whoa, really? As I understand it, there's shielding around the controls, and also there's copper tape around the pickups. Wow. That's a great pedal, Greg.
1: Put that Moonstruck.
2: That guitar's
0: kind of growing on me. (laughs) (laughs) This thing's got a little bit of a bite to it.
1: You've built modular stuff. You've built rack mount stuff. You build guitar pedals. Yeah. Do you find yourself going through phases where you're like, oh, right now I'm in my guitar phase.
2: I've always been in a guitar pedal phase, but... yeah. Around 2016 or so is when I started really getting into Eurorack Modular. There wasn't really anybody doing it at the time, you know, transferring guitar pedal designs over to Eurorack. There's a lot of it now. It was something that I thought would be an easy thing to incorporate. Sure. I love instruments that are not just pedals. You know, I think that there's a lot of gray area between what they can be used for. Right. In this day and age of home recording, it's just a great way to get unique sounds that are outside of the plug-in world.
0: So approaching music that way, knowing that these are sounds that you can use on a wide variety of things, do you feel the philosophy at Recovery shifting as you take more of these things into account?
2: Well, I think that people that use our stuff have always been on the weirder side The first pedals that we did were, you know, like the Bad Comrade was really out there, kind of distortion, glitch machine. And people love to run synths through it, drones through it and stuff like that. Have you had
0: requests from people? Somebody's doing something very novel with your pedals and they contact you and are like, hey.
2: That happens quite a bit. I also have to be super into it myself. Of course. At this point, there's the dream list, and then there's the things that are on breadboards and things like that.
1: The stuff that I actually like is the stuff where you turn it on and someone's like, what is that? (laughs) Like, what is that thing? I don't exactly know what it's doing. Like Chase Bliss, we had Joel on, and the mood has a weird slip mode. Yeah. We're like, what is the slip mode? And Joel was like, well, I don't really know what it is. That side was made by Old Blood. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, Brady and those guys told me what it does, but I don't really understand it. Those are the things that I think artistically are just interesting. But you've only got so many hours in the day. Right. Why build a tremolo?
2: All that Chase Bliss stuff is so cool. The mood, I love using it as a first stage reverb. Right now I have the blooper first. I usually do this kind of micro looping stuff with it. And then it goes into the mood. It's nice to kind of set it on that right side to kind of get a little loop going. Uh-huh. As you would with like a sustain. Yep. And then I go into the Moonstruck. And then another digital reverb to kind of like really
0: space things out. I've had occasion recently to mess around with the count to five a little more. Those things are cool. It's really fun to create a little micro loop and then loop that with the looper. I don't know, it makes you think differently.
1: Um, one thing that I think is weird with that guitar... What are the scale lengths on those?
0: Typically, I don't care. Yeah. Then I thought to myself, you know what? Ed's going to ask. Me. <laughs>
1: well, I typically don't care either, but it just looks so weird on this guitar.
0: The guitar is 24 and three quarters. Weird. And the bass is short scale. It's 30 inches. Yep. You see what they had to do to get that 30? Yeah. The bridge is on the,
1: the ass of the guitar. Oh, yeah. That's the part that jumped out at me. It just looks weird.
0: Time for a palate cleanser. Who wants to grab coffee? Hotwire Coffee is locally owned and community operated and has called West Seattle home since 2002. They serve seven roasters coffee beans, B. Fuller's mortar and pestle teas, even burritos from El Bujo. Bring a dog and relax on the covered patio. It doesn't even have to be your dog. It could be a borrowed dog. Use the code Gain and get 20% off any sized espresso beverage. Back to the show.
2: I started playing a Telecaster and then yeah. realized that I just loved the way that I played and felt and yep. the intonation of it. And it took me a long time to realize that that was because it was a 25.5.
1: Maybe I do care more than I think I do.
2: So yeah, why didn't they just make that neck longer on that guy? <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Maybe they wanted the headstocks to be the same?
2: Or a playability thing. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah like Michael
0: Hedges now <laughs> yeah, and I have my little uh yeah. wooden stomp box that I've put yeah. through a drum replacement thing. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go to the Ren Fair. <laughs> Mount this all to a shopping cart. You just started a new white stripe song. There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. That's just a little contact mic on the ground.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Dan Electro was founded in my home area of New Jersey. Oh, yeah.
2: 1947.
1: I finished The Sopranos. Did I mention that? Yeah. Yeah.
2: You never saw The Sopranos?
1: I saw it as it aired, and I've never gone back and just done the full rewatch. It's one of those weird
0: guys that rewatches stuff over and over.
1: You know, you definitely catch a lot of stuff on that rewatch.
2: I used to do more rewatching, but there's so much stuff out. Yeah. I think it was the
1: 25-year anniversary. Really? Yeah. Fountains of Wayne. Uh Uh-huh. It's just funny
0: that they film whole sections there. at Fountains of Wayne? Yeah. I don't know Fountains of Wayne. Do you know the band? Yeah. It's named after a place in Wayne, New Jersey called Fountains of Wayne.
1: They sell fountains there.
0: Bird baths, (laughs) fountains. (laughs) And
1: they're like, hey, we're going to the Fountains of Wayne. And wait, what? The band?
0: No, the store. How many people are just driving down I-5 here in Seattle going to Olympia and they see the Sleater-Kinney exit sign and they're like, what?
1: They named a road after him? That's
0: awesome. <laughs> 764 Hero. Yes. Uh, yeah, so 1947 in New Jersey. Okay. Right after the war. He jumped right in. Great. And started making solid body guitars in 54. Before that, he was doing amps and reverb devices. And he had great success right off the bat because he was selling to the catalogs. Right. They would rebrand these things yep. instead of Dan Electro. Silvertone for Sears and airline for her Montgomery Ward. Yeah. Same guitars, just labeled differently. In 56, he made a baritone, which was the first six string electric baritone guitar. That's a net accomplishment. Yeah,
1: that's cool. So he did the baritone math.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the kind of pedal where you hear it and you're just like, Oh, what's that? I love sample and hold. That is. Yeah. I think everything should have a sample and hold mode. Yep. The Phantom Operator, by
0: Recovery Effects, has been on this board probably since I got it.
2: Yeah. It makes
1: a surprising number of appearances on this show.
2: Huh. Oh, cool. It's a red sparkle version, too. Is that fancy? We haven't done a red sparkle for a long time.
0: I've got a red sparkle one, it. Man,
1: must be nice. I've got the uh, cutting room floor, and it's got the like dog tag stamp.
0: Old school. Yeah.
1: Wow.
2: Is it a bare enclosure? Yep. That's a uh, super old.
1: Look at us with the old school stuff.
2: That's kind of collectible now. That's weird.
1: Maybe there's a bubble in there. I don't know. I guess it's just the rarity of old stuff. People always like it.
2: Some people get, you know, sentimental. My first delay pedal, DOD. They're a pain in the ass. They have this weird power supply. It's just so cool. It was my first one. I would not spend a thousand dollars for it or anything like that but i could see that happening
1: yeah anything else about this guitar bass well oh no 1960
0: (sighs) this is Uh uh-huh it's got two necks on it that's pretty cool how many american 1960 dollars are you shelling out to buy one of these for your kid that doesn't know if he wants to in the guitar (laughs) (laughs)
2: okay is this like price is right
0: are you gonna take a guess
1: i will defer to you and I won't do the $1 over thing.
0: It's 1960. Your kid doesn't know if he wants bass or guitar. You're going to buy this. What are you paying? $200?
1: That doesn't sound like a terrible guess.
0: Greg says
2: $200. I think it's under that. Budget guitars back in the day.
1: Yeah. Yes. I was thinking like 189 maybe?
0: $189. What is it? This guitar in 1960 was $149.50. Yeah. Yeah. Would anybody care to guess how many today dollars that is? 2200 bucks. Greg? 1000. It's yeah. about 1500 bucks. Okay. In today dollars, and I'm happy if not a little confused to report that the market has lapped inflation on this one. These are expensive.
1: Oh, really? Wow. Oh, you've got a time machine. You just go back and you buy old guitars and you can actually outperform the stock market?
2: Is that the only thing you would do if you went back? Is buy guitars or do you have any other plans?
1: Probably not. Probably see some movies like first run movies. Go into the theater and then give the ending away. Just shout it out. Where do we get this from, John? Thunder Road Guitars. ThunderRoadGuitars.com. Yeah, that's the
0: place. Okay. Damn.
2: To say that sounds really good with those single coil lipstick pickups. I'm saying it's the
1: pedal. I'm not a fan of the Rickenbacker Rico sound thing, but I do think if I had this, it would be really nice to have dual output.
2: That's the only way you could really make the thing work in the real
0: world, I think. Yeah, yeah. We need a moment. Oh, for Nat Daniel. Oh, no. We lost him in 1994. Ooh. Nat was a stand up guy. Yeah, Nat waterskied. What's not to like?
1: Water skiing in the 50s, 60s with just the big plank things. Yeah. And the girl on your shoulder. Yeah. You know, in the like dress bathing suit thing. That's not. That's not how he died.
0: I don't know how he died. Oh. Let's just assume that's how he died. Water skiing. Yeah. An unfortunate water skiing girl carrying accident. Died doing what he loved. Yeah. Great. You gotta try it. Try and. Okay, I'm going to go with Greg first. Mm-hmm. Greg, this thing's got two necks. Uh-huh. It was made by our man Nat Daniel in New Jersey in the 50s. The Dan Electro Double Neck Copper Burst Guitar. by or deny?
2: What if I found one on reverb for like a grand or like 1500 bucks?
0: That tells me that price is factoring into your
2: consideration. Do I get to do that? No rules. So I have a Dan Electro bass, a 90s one, and I love that bass. And I use it a lot for recording. I love the Dan Electro stuff. Would I want a guitar and bass together? <laughs> I don't know. I have to say it's pretty cool. I like it for kind of the uniqueness factor, but
0: I think I would have to deny. It's a deny for Greg. Hmm. Ed? Yeah, that's
1: the correct answer. We've had a bunch of double-necked instruments on, and I'm pretty sure I've probably been deny on all of them. The actual utility of something that big, and this is for sure the lightest version of any double neck we've had, even if this were a six and a 12, which makes more sense to me, I would still say no. I might go back in time and pick one up just to sell it later. Oh, yeah. I would never play this if it were in my house. Thumbs down.
0: You guys have swayed me a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. I think it's a buy for me because of the stuff I was doing with the Looper and all of that. But with your arguments, I found myself thinking, how often would I be sitting around with a looper doing that? Maybe not so much.
2: Well, now you have me thinking, because that's all I do is sit around with a looper. But you'd have to actually plug it into an amp that would make sense for the bass part of it. I think
0: it's a reluctant deny. <laughs> that's nice. Yep. What's next for a recovery?
2: There's a really cool digital fuzz thing I've been working on. Digital fuzz. Yeah, like aliasing, bit crushing, Ooh. down downsampling,
0: kind of thing. We love the noise. Where do people find you?
2: Recoveryeffects.com and Instagram, Recovery And we're on the Facebook. In Seattle, American Music has our stuff. Patchworks has our stuff. And if you are outside of Seattle, look at our dealers page on our website, and find out where we're at in your neck of the woods so you can go try some stuff out in person.
0: Cool. We need to thank you, Greg, for coming over here again, giving us the update.
2: Thank you so much for having me over and letting me talk about those two new pedals that Revere and Moonstruck, that Moonstruck such a great sounding delay and reverb.
1: Your Instagram, you have a lot of really great videos. Playing that thing.
0: We'll take lots of pictures of the pedals Mm -hmm. and of this guitar that has received a rare triple deny. (laughs) We'll put them up all over the places we put them up, which is Instagram. Yep. Did you know, Greg, that we are proud members of the Ruinous Media Network of music related podcasts? No. Yes. It's true. You might even say, we're signed. Oh, yeah. I noticed that you have been doing the Distro Kid. Yeah. I love the district kid. That's pretty cool. So do we. I think it's the easiest way to get stuff up. Yeah, it's easier and it's really quick. Has this guitar totally thrown you off your game, Ed? Or do you suppose you'll come back next week and we'll do another one?
1: I'm going to come back
0: next week. Okay, well then we'll see you next week. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.